0: tell friends, the Mark and Mac show is back and better than ever. Liferadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show. A glorious day in the neighborhood. I have no idea what the weather is really going to be like today because, yeah, you had know, a certain point where you go, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> well, it's supposed it to be drier today.
1: And I, I yeah. less humid. Let, let me put it that way. Less yeah. humid. Because we had thunderstorms Actually, yesterday. So that means everything got soaked. How is it going to be drier today and less humid?
0: That's what yeah. I want to know. Well, that's the key is the less humid part is kind of the fun part. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, is this is, hey, man, it's not that I don't like all stars. Okay. Mm, oh, baseball. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't like all stars for baseball. I get the impression you it, don't like all stars for baseball. <laughs> I don't like a lot of parents for baseball for Little League, <laughs> Mark. But, you know, but anyway, and it's just because people really think the wrong. They don't know how it works, you know, and that's yeah. okay. I get that. But. Once you have all I think there shouldn't be All-Stars until much later. But anyway, when you have All-Stars, you have to practice your team. You have a very short window to get a team ready to play. Mm. And anyway, it means if it rains, you're still going to play. And if you have a daughter like I do, <laughs> um, where if it rains, you don't go outside because that rain isn't really water. It's acid, and it will dissolve <laughs> you like the wicked witch of the, you know, well... My gosh, you know. So she just is constantly frustrated that the coach he wants to practice again. Went, yeah. Well, oh, bless your you. Heart. You you said okay. Right, anyway, so sitting out there at the wet ball field, you know, going well, right. How are we going to play in these puddles? Well, we're going to play in them. We'll buy a new bucket of balls tomorrow, but we're playing today. <laughs> welcome to all stars wow yikes yeah just yikes mark so i'm a little worse for wear today gotta be honest with you bless your heart man i I hate that for you tomorrow i'm gonna sit on the right side of her because she wore out my ear you know when i was (laughs) sitting on the left side my right ear got worn out so i'm thinking i'll switch to the other (laughs) side and let my left ear catch up live radio.fm it's the mark and mag show and mark there was a thing earlier today i saw this in the prep where we had a thing about an indiana donut shop yeah but you know how um fox news um uh, they're on the what the uh oh I, I their website foxnews.com right they have all kinds of things that aren't really news okay but, mm. but they make it look like news right and it, it's kind of funny because you're scrolling along and you're like wow man this is crazy so biden's taking all of our guns oil went to a thousand dollars a barrel <laughs> oh wait a minute we have an article about the guy who invented the donut <laughs> yeah it fits <laughs> yeah i like that
1: oh mm, uh, <laughs> <donut>. yeah <laughs> and indiana, indiana donut shop
0: is broken the Guinness. Oh, but wait. Where, okay. I wanted to tell you the man who admitted the donut was an American, a, a, a Marine Mariner Ooh. Captain Hansen Gregory. That oh. was the guy's name. Sorry. There you okay. go. And I only know that because Fox News has it on their website. Today. Well, that's a piece of information you should write on the wall so you'll never forget. Yeah. It. <laughs> what is that? And it's a major <laughs> award. <laughs> 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 oh, really? it looks like a lamb.
1: Next thing you know, you could be getting Frideally. a major award. <laughs> there you go. An <laughs> Indiana donut shop. Has broken a Guinness World Record when it sold 8,558 donuts in a single day of business. Yikes! <laughs> Tom's Donuts in Angola held the Guinness World Record attempt Saturday, and the store's owner said customers had already started lining up to buy donuts when he got to the store at 4 a.m. A Guinness wow. adjudicator was on hand to confirm the business sold 8,558 donuts Saturday, exceeding the goal set by the record-keeping organization of 1,700. That's all he had to do was 1,700 to, to set the record. Yeah. He did 8,500. Todd Saylor, he's the owner of Tom's Donuts, and son of business founder Tom Saylor said the store reached uh, the goal set by Guinness at 8 a.m. Saturday. Wow so wow. they'd done 1700 donuts by eight in the
0: morning man i mean good for them yes um because i i don't know how much longer we could have gone with that guinness <laughs> book of world Records without having you know a record for selling donuts mm-hmm. <laughs> which i don't have a problem with I, my only problem with donuts is how much they cost you know yeah yeah well if i can eat something in one bite I don't think 12 of them should cost me 12 bucks. Right. That's yeah. just me. I'm
1: with you. And, and I'm also old enough to remember when you could get a dozen donuts for like three bucks.
0: You know, see, I think that's okay. Then I'm old because I think that's the price they should be. <laughs> I do. And I know that's yeah. wrong, but it's like, they're going, well, Dave, a dozen donuts is meant for a couple of people. I'm like, well, not around me. A dozen <laughs> donuts is me. I mean, isn't that, I remember working someplace where they would. Try to treat people about you know buying a box of donuts, Mark, yeah. and bring a whole thing in, and it's like I would just grab one of the boxes and go in the studio. <laughs> it's Like y'all fight over the rest; <laughs> these are mine. I, I don't, <laughs> wait a minute! It just hit me that was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. No, probably not. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Friday edition of the Mark and Mac Show. Ooh, pretty good to have you along for the ride. Yeah. We always ask that you share it with a friend. Uh, just say, hey, listen to the Mark and Mac show. They're on Liferadio.fm. Lock it in, rip the knob off. Oh, remember those liners? Yes, yeah, like I Mark could. Driscoll Lock liners. it in and rip the knob off. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> we're tanned. We're rested. We're ready to conquer the world. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Well, a company uh, to Las Vegas Chapel says no more Elvis themed weddings. Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah, that's just crazy. Las Vegas chapels of
1: love that use Elvis Presley's likeness could find themselves becoming heartbreak hotels. The licensing company that controls the name and image of the Kang is ordering Sin City Chapel operators to stop using Elvis in themed ceremonies. This is what Mm -hmm. the Las Vegas Review Journal is reporting. Authentic Brands Group sent cease and desist letters in early May to multiple chapels, which are expected to be compliant by now. With Elvis so closely tied to Vegas's wedding industry, some say the move could decimate their business. The city's Hmm. wedding industry generates $2 billion a year, and officials say Elvis-themed weddings represent a significant number of the ceremonies performed. Uh, a, a number, let's see, one one owner says it might destroy a portion of our wedding industry. A, a number of people might lose their livelihood. The licensing hmm. company oversees the estates of big names like movie star Marilyn Monroe and boxer Muhammad Ali and 50 consumer brands. In that hmm. cease and desist letter, the company said it will halt it will halt unauthorized use of Presley's name, likeness, voice, image, and other elements of Elvis Presley's persona in advertisements, merchandise, and otherwise. The letter also said Elvis, Elvis Presley, and the King of Rock and Roll are protected trademarks. Okay,
0: I'm. You know what? I I wondered when something like this would pop up. Okay. Yeah. yeah because you know those things are so protected uh, people try they protect trademarks and certain because everything's branded now right but what if mark just for the sake of argument what if <laughs> you know You actually grow, wear your hair like, uh, you know, we picked your Elvis, you know, most, most Elvis imitators do the fat Elvis because cool Elvis in the fifties. Yeah. 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 And the jumpsuit. Yeah. And so let's just say middle-aged guy dyes his hair, grows the side, you know, and that's how he lives his daily life as not Elvis. Maybe he calls himself Melvis. I don't know. (laughs) It's Melvin with an S. Okay. Now. So you can get your dress, you know, get, get your marriage done by, and we put Melvis, but leave off the end Elvis. Here you go. I got You, you can't, you know, and let's just say we get a little judge, you know, out in Mayberry or something to go ahead with this <laughs> guy changed his name. And then he does, you know, he, that's in Mayberry, North Carolina. Then he moves out to Vegas to do weddings. Now you can get married by Elvis, you know, but only, and he could, oh, here's your, here's your money. Mm-hmm. Only twice a year. During these two weeks of the year, you'll line them up, do it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Married by Melvis. Life Radio. FM. The Mark and Mac show as we prepare for a weekend. And you know, Mark, I mean, you and I have had some confusing weeks. Our last couple of weeks, we've seen wow. some technical issues, days off, mm-hmm. all of a sudden for yep. you know quick illnesses <laughs> or yep. not feeling good, right. or a holiday. Yep. Anyway, look at it, you know, the four day week has become you know our mantra, pretty much our thing. <laughs> Who do we think but, we are, Johnny Carson? Come on, dude. Well, <laughs> you know, because we don't really work that hard anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, taking a whole weekend off, and I'm not kidding. When I woke up this morning, I went. I don't have to do this tomorrow. You know, <laughs> <laughs> how bad is that? That you live your life going, I don't have to. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. Okay. Just so
1: we're clear, you know, <laughs> you're not alone. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> because I right. roll over on a Friday morning and go, all right, last day this week. You know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: usually, when I roll over, there's two eyes staring back at me, and it's one of the dogs. You know, yeah, like for my wife to roll. But see, you know, back back in the day, when when you first get married, and I, you warn your, you know, in my case, in yours, I'm I, doing morning radio. I before we got married, I would tell Ladonna, hey, you know, my 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 schedule's a little weird. Okay, right. yeah, yeah. Getting up at two forty five is never normal. No, okay, and but in that first year of marriage. She would get up with me, uh-huh. like talking to me. Cause, she, you know, and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> you gotta stop. Okay. I love you. We're newlyweds and all that, but really, I know I can't have a conversation right now. <laughs> no. I'm trying to get the cobwebs out of my head. And, you know, I am not the uh, man you married at this time of no. the morning. You don't want to you talk gotta, to me. No, <laughs> you give me an hour. And uh, by then I'll be on my way to, you know, uh, anyway, <laughs> and, but she did it because she felt guilty about being asleep while I was up working, you know? Yeah. And I said, look, let's just get this straight. If you try to keep up with this schedule, you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be seeing doubles or triples by about Wednesday. Yep. By Thursday, you're going to have trouble remembering your name. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, when you add children into the mix, you oh. good gravy, man. Yeah. And so it took a while for her to understand that, Mark. It really did. And, you know, bless her heart, she finally did. Now, when I get up, if I, if, if I let the alarm ring too much, I'll catch a pan <laughs> to the head, man. I'm not kidding. Why did it ring twice? You know that wakes me up, you know. It's like, well, remember that time I was in a ditch on my way to work at 3 in the morning and you didn't answer your phone? Yeah, I'm just checking. That's all. Just checking, you know. so The way things change. Oh, man. LifeRadio.fm, the Market Mag Show, and... You know, Mark, we haven't talked a lot about the uh, school shooting out in Texas or really any of the other shootings that are uh, taking place, but there has been a lot of uh, talk on the uh, news talking head shows about the Second Amendment. And yesterday, um, one of the talking heads on, I think, I think PMSNBC, I'm not sure, but one of the liberal networks. Well, okay, wait a minute, one of the networks. Mm -hmm. And he said that the Second Amendment was only in place to protect slavery and rich people. I saw that. Yeah. Rich rich white people. And I'm like, okay, whenever somebody says something stupid about the second amendment, I, all I say is please read. Okay. Before you start talking about something with an opinion, talk about the facts first, go read the second amendment and then read, uh, the, the discussion behind it. You know, because there actually is a reason why we have a second amendment. And I've seen people try to take away what it means and saying that you have to be in a militia and all that. And that's not, it's intent. It's not what it says. And that's those, those are the two things when people talk about, well, the intent was this and you're like, well, no, the intent and the wording is exactly what it means. You know, there you, you don't split hairs on this. And the reason has nothing to do with, and this is what bothers me when people talk about, well, I have a right to protect myself. Well, that's one of the good things that happens because of the second amendment, right. but it wasn't yeah. one of the considerations of the second amendment. The second amendment was purely to keep the government in check. That's it. Right. And the way you do that is when the government knows, well, the people have guns, you know, mm-hmm. because the first thing a government wants to do, a uh, liberal, uh, liberal, Government, They want to rule the people with an iron fist. Right. And they do it by saying, well, the government loves you. We love you. We're your, you know, we're your everything depend on us and you don't need your guns. We'll take care of you. Right. And all I say to that is look at what happened when the government in Texas said, we'll help, we'll protect you. The police didn't protect anybody. Right. And anyway, the bottom line is just so you know, read The second amendment, read Hmm. what it says before you talk about it and know for your, you know, for yourself, what it says and why. And that's where the discussion will end. It really will. It will. And. So anyway, I believe to be honest, and I know that there's always a, a fight about this, Mark. But I believe that I should be able to own anything the military can own. If mm-hmm. I can afford it, I should be able to have it. Right. If the intent is to be able to have an armed citizenry, so that an out of control government can't take over, you know, then I believe if they have, hey, if they have a railgun like showed up in that movie with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in the mid '90s and our buddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael Michael Papa Papa John. John, yeah yeah um, <laughs> um, killed the that. rail gun <laughs> yes <laughs> that shoots uh, aluminum rounds at yeah. the speed of light or whatever right you yeah. know, <laughs> if they have that then i think if i can sure. afford it i should be able to have it right
1: if you can pass the bas- background check and you've got the yes. uh, you got the money sure in fact and
0: you know what I really don't have that big of a problem with the background check. You mm-hmm. know, I really don't. Right. And I don't have a real problem with the cooling off period. Right. Because, you know, I think there are people who actually think that they're mad. They're going out of their mind, buy a gun, shoot people. That's, you know, the, the waiting period actually does yeah. allow somebody the opportunity to cool down.
1: Exactly. That guy, what was it? Tulsa? that shot it, went into the hospital and killed people yeah. just the, the other day. He bought yeah. the gun the day before. And right. the thing is that he had already threatened those people. Right. He'd, he'd had, uh, what was it? He, he had some sort of back surgery and he was still in a lot of pain. And so right. he, he, he threatened, he told him, uh, I'm going to kill you all you because of this. Yes. This is, and he, he, he told him, I mean, he told him he was right. going to. And, uh, so this was not your typical thing, but, but back to the other stuff, back to, uh, the, uh, military weapons and the like. They, one of the arguments is, well, you know, back in the day when they put this all together, then they wouldn't have uh, authorized anybody having an AR-15. Oh. Well, guess what, buddy? The musket was the AR-15 of the day. It pretty much was. And right. uh, I, one of the things I love that Joe Biden has said is, well, he wouldn't back then. They wouldn't let you. You couldn't own a cannon. Uh, actually you could. And a lot of the cannons mm-hmm. that were used in those, in those times were owned by private individuals. So, right. so it's yep. important for you to understand. Also, one of the, one of the founding people who, who put this all together said, said very clearly in, when they put this together in their minds, the militia was everybody. It was right. It, the, we, all the people were the militia and well-ordered. It just means lawful citizens. It's what it means. Yeah. So. When they try to tell you the militia, well, we've already got all this stuff. You've got a National Guard and you've got the military. So that we don't need you. Well, you can't own weapons of war. There aren't any weapons of war available to the general public. Do your homework. Right. But then again, these people don't, they know this. That's the thing that bothers mm-hmm. me is they know this and they know they're lying, but they have an agenda. And pretty much everything else they're telling you. If you see somebody, some politician or pundit on TV talking about people not owning guns, they have an agenda.
0: You need to educate yeah. yourself. I will tell you. There's a uh, picture um, circulating around uh, the Internet right now. It's got a guy holding up a sign, and it says, I saw a movie where only the police and military had guns. (laughs) It was called Schindler's List. (laughs) Yes. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag show. And, Mark, today is a very, very special day uh, for those of us who like cereal. Oh, okay. World Milk Day, man. Oh.
1: World Milk Day. Oh, well, well, actually, you missed it by two days. It was June 1st. Did I?
0: Yeah. Oh, well, there you go.
1: Figures. (laughs) But World Milk Day was started by the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations in 2001 to recognize the importance of milk as a global food. The FAO first declared the holiday in 2001. It's now marked by social media campaigns and events held around the world to promote the dairy industry. Um The official World Milk Day website says this year's theme will highlight the work already being done to accelerate climate action (laughs) and help reduce the dairy sector's impact on the planet. Using your World Milk Day platform, uh, the World Milk Day platform, we will aim to raise awareness of the messaging and action towards dairy net zero. So (laughs) they're going to take advantage of celebrating the (laughs) milk in order to campaign against Climate change is what it amounts to. You know, I'm so fed up yeah. with that. Here's the thing. One of the things they talk about is, let's just, let's just go ahead and bypass all of the niceties and just call it what it is. Cow farts. That's one of the things that they're talking about. Methane produced by cattle. What they don't tell you is that methane dissipates. It breaks down in the atmosphere and it goes away to be replaced by the constantly the produced methane from cattle and other things that produce methane. It is it dissipates, breaks down into its various elements and settles back out the into the atmosphere as you know, other things. So what they're talking about as an impact on the environment actually is a lie. It doesn't impact the environment because it breaks down and goes away. But they're used, they're, they use something like this to try to frighten people. Oh, it's all those cows. They're contributing to global warming. Wait a minute. If you do your studies, you'll also find out that the whole global warming thing is a farce. So they're lying
0: to you again. LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mag Show. And every time, Mark, every time we have a story that has Auckland, New Zealand in the in it, or Auckland anywhere. I don't know the near place. I just know Auckland, New Zealand. Okay. okay. All right. I remember it was December 31st, 1999. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah I remember. And yeah. <laughs> the world was in fear. Mm-hmm. I mean, total fear <laughs> that it was going to be a bad day. So that day... People like Mark and I, we were not working together. We worked, no. We started working together 10 days later. But at right. the time, we were both on the air at different stations, knowing, by the way, that we were going to be starting in a week and a half. Right. And <laughs> on the air that morning, radio station morning guys all over the country were watching mm-hmm. as different parts of the world started changing over to midnight yep. and New Year's Day to see if we were going to survive. Mm-hmm. Or if the world was going to shut down. Y2K. Auckland. Yep. Auckland, New Zealand was the biggest city to turn, you know, first. Now there were some smaller communities, I think, that did, but Auckland was the main one that we were watching. Because if Auckland's power grid stayed up, chances are the rest of us were going to be okay. I remember watching it. I did too. Ding, 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 ding. And then (gasps) power's on. (laughs) Oh, man, you know, and so anytime we have an Auckland uh, story, which we have right now, I think about that day. I remember that morning
1: <clears throat> watching the clock tick over after midnight. And at the top of that hour, the first the first break I had, I came in and I said, hey, we're still here. And yeah. <laughs> I actually got angry phone calls.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's just not anything to joke about. <laughs> okay, oh, <fine>. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just take everything so serious. Yeah, All I really could think did. of was... <laughs> The guys who actually lied, or no, the guys who went on the air and said, get your generators, get your, you know, the water filtration Stock stuff. Stock your here. Y2K yeah. K bunker. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and then after the fact, when, well, nothing happened, right. then you find out, wait a minute, that guy owned part of the company he was hawking? <laughs> Big problem. Mm. Big problem. But anyway.
1: All right. So, Moving on to Auckland. Uh, by the way, this is uh, this is not a stupid criminal story or really stupid cops, but it's so close. (laughs) Go! Auckland, New Zealand police discovered earlier this week one of their stations was burgled after finding their own belongings in an unrelated search. Superintendent, uh, superintendent Karen Malthus said police were searching an address in Mount Albert Wednesday when they discover when the discovery was made. Malthus said there police found a number of documents that were meant to be destroyed and expired uh, pepper spray. She said the documents and the spray were from the former Auckland central police station on Vincent street. And, that police only found out about the apparent breach when they discovered their property at this address. (laughs) (laughs) Police said a 41-year-old man allegedly broke into the station and took the items. He has been charged with unlawful possession of a restricted weapon, burglary, and possession of instruments for burglary. Malthus says police are in the early process of establishing exactly what documentation has been taken and who may be affected by the breach. Police are extremely disappointed that this has occurred. A police spokesman spokesman told One News that the search in Mount Albert was unrelated to an ongoing homicide investigation in that same suburb, though. (laughs)
0: <clears throat> Dude, I was doing a remote broadcast for a radio station at a pawn shop, Mark. And <laughs> I this is back in the days, okay? Yeah. When as you're at, you're a DJ, but you're also making a lot of club money. You know that was mm. that was the thing. You made a good salary at the radio station, but you doubled your income by doing two nights a week in a club. You know, being the doing the appearances, right. and in many cases, you had to have CDs, you know, to play and things yeah. like that. So I, and oh, yeah. And if you're doing top 40 radio, junior high dances. Oh, my word. Mm. You talk about the fastest $250 you're ever going to (laughs) make with the longest list of complaints. Middle school. (laughs) That's it, buddy. I remember the first time I'm playing a... I was playing this dance with my kids. They Boy, they did not like it when dad showed up to be the DJ. I was mm-hmm. hired because, you know, and I remember I'm standing there. It was a sixth grade graduation dance, Mark. Wow. And one of the kids came up and asked me to play Uncle Cracker. I uh. thought he was calling me Uncle Cracker. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was making fun of me. It was <laughs> Uncle Cracker. Anyway, <laughs> but I'm doing this pawn shop remote, dude. And I knew I had a large collection of CDs and every now and again, I'd Think I used to have that. I don't know where it is. I thought I lost it, misplaced it, whatever. I go in in this pawn shop. I'm just looking through stuff. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I used to have something exactly like that, like this, like this, like this. <laughs> and I loaned. And thing is, a guy, a friend of mine who worked at the station, borrowed this and this and this. And I looked at him like, this is all my stuff. Wow. And I'm in the middle of the remote, right? And I'm talking to the owner. I'm like, but. Dude, what do I do? This is mine. And anyway, it was one of those moments, Mark, where I realized that not only did the guy I loaned him equipment for free. <laughs> he pawned my stuff, man. <laughs> and then turned around and told me, I, I didn't borrow that from you. You remember I gave it back to you or whatever. Oh, like, oh, come on. Yeah. Yep. And that's in some like cases, it. Mark, he even put his initials on the thing. Oh my. Yeah. All right. But but that's mine. He ended up well. Mm-hmm. There's a really long, long story involved in that, but right, he, yeah. the best part of all is he had meth mouth going on, you know, oh, he had it no. jacked yeah. up. And when he, when he ended up in County jail, they were afraid it was going to make him sick. So he got all his teeth fixed. Oh. I'm like, how is that even possible? He gets three hots, of cot and his dental work. Oh, come on. And I've still got my stuff in the pawn shop. I'm trying to get back. <laughs> liferadio.fm, the Market and Mac show. And, uh, hey, we appreciate you joining us. We do. Um, we do ask that you share it with somebody on whether it's social media or whatever. Just say, hey, listening to the Mark and Mac show, liferadio.fm. It's all you got to do. Um, Mark, there are certain rides that I don't like at the uh, amusement park or mm-hmm. the theme park, whatever you want to call it. Pretty much anything that uh, goes over three feet off the ground, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I'm afraid of heights and, you know. <laughs> anyway. there are certain fears that people have that usually you only see these things happen in movies okay but the reason they happen in the movies is because they did happen in real life yeah take a listen to this story
1: passengers on a pennsylvania amusement park ride were left suspended upside down in the air due to a a mid-ride malfunction kennywood park in west mifflin confirmed the aero 360 ride malfunction and left riders stranded upside down for a short time general manager mark paul's of kennywood says maintenance staff responded quickly brought the ride back to its designated rest position and safely evacuated the riders he says that three riders visited first aid as a precaution before they returned into the park the ride hmm. is gonna stay closed for a while while they're doing <laughs> yep. a review wow upside down man. upside down <laughs> that I, just <laughs> i don't know how far up in the air it was but anything is too far
0: up in the air if you're stuck upside, upside down. down yeah i mean you know because how does that make your head think about it? all the blood rushing to your head uh-huh. i mean yeah that just bad day man bad that, day that is a bad day have you ever been on a ride that malfunctioned like that no not to that degree yeah i <laughs> i you've been on a malfunctioning ride though
1: I, I'm thinking back and, uh, now I've been on rides that have stopped, but
0: eventually started going again, but yeah, never I haven't, and I've never happened. been on one of those Yeah, and never been on an elevator that stopped, you know, nothing yeah. like that. Yeah. I know it happens. Yeah.
1: But, I, but I've never geez. been ev- evacuated off of a ride, but it's something that I see from time to time. Yeah. Where pe- people will post their videos online. Hey, mm-hmm. we were riding this at like at Walt Disney world and they had, to, right. they had to turn all the lights on and, and walk us out, you know? Right. But, oh, I bet that's horror. Oh, that's I'm, like going to a bar the next morning. <laughs> well, think about okay. Well, for one thing, like Space Mountain, it's a uh it's a roller coaster that's in the right. dark inside. Yeah. What if that breaks down and it stops? They have to turn on all the lights and find a way to get everybody off. So they actually have stairways and and
0: ramps and pathways and stuff alongside the tracks for that. Mm to take care of that but wow that's the thing i i I think from now on if i ride all ride, i'm gonna have a little notepad and say it, what happens if you know (laughs) what is your escape route here how do i the mark
1: and mac show
0: liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know, we have gone through a number of things uh, medically over the last couple of years with the whole COVID nineteen thing, yeah. and I will tell you, Mark, you and I talked a lot about it off the air. We both dealt with it, you know, mm-hmm. on and off. Our family, our and, families, all we all got it right. Yeah, we all had. Yeah, I'm still. You know, the one thing that still really grinds my gears about that. Was the day we're at the office testing positive and, you know, you expect the doctor to give you this whole, you know, <laughs> here's what we're going to have to do now. Okay? Oh,
1: yeah. Based on all but the news, you like, think oh, this yeah. is horrible. We're going to put me in isolation and they're going to, you know, yeah. oh, that's what you think is going to happen.
0: But and they actually say, well, if um if the symptoms, you know, go buy over the counter medicine and if this system if it gets worse, you know, really bad, uh, then come on back and we'll test you again. You're like, wait a minute. So I do treat this just like I would any other kind of cold thing I get (laughs) and do the exact same thing. If the symptoms persist or get worse, I go back to the doctor. So basically, if I, I do the same thing I've done my whole life (laughs) when I get the sniffles and runny nose, uh, huh. That's it? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's it. And so now we've thrown monkeypox into the mix, mm-hmm. you know, which is nuts. And so I, I say all that to say look, guys, just because the government says something doesn't make it so right but they're up to something and it bothers me yeah. and now every news story about a monkey somewhere i think it's designed to spread monkeypox and fear <laughs> i thought monkeypox was a made-up thing mark they made it up it's kind of like how when they started making the debt you know the, the our nation's debt so high you know when we were kids i'll bet you three gazillion billion dollars right, you know yeah, now yeah. you actually hear politicians well we're gonna we're gonna cut all this debt we're gonna relieve you of three right. gazillion dollars of student loan debt <laughs> what right so, uh-huh anyway anyway now we have an update on escaped uh-huh. the escaped monkeys that are trying to spread monkeypox. yeah well
1: escaped monkeys what, in georgia <laughs> we, we had this story last week and you know since it's monkeys i just feel like this is probably appropriate
0: here we come
1: I love it That's about all I can handle <laughs> Oh, come on oh, all, right, all right, I love it I've got the whole thing if you want it I love the monkeys, man. Oh, yeah, me too. Well, authorities in Georgia announced the safe capture of two Potas monkeys that had been on the loose for over a week in a county near Savannah. Uh, The Effingham County Sheriff's Office, which revealed the monkeys were on the loose in a May 22nd Facebook post, and we had the story here, said Tuesday the monkeys were safely captured and returned to their owner. Rangers from the Georgia Department of Natural Resources had been brought to the county to help catch the monkeys. The Sheriff's Office said more information about the monkeys' escape and capture will be released following the conclusion of an investigation. (laughs) What are they investigating? I mean, they got loose. I mean... yeah. 9%. Well, they got away. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
0: thanks for the update, yeah, guys. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like these are the, the monkeys, the rhesus monkeys from the lab in Virginia no. where they were testing, you know. You it's know, not like that. No, they're two monkeys that
1: used to live at somebody's house and finally said, we got to get out of here, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well... They're kind of talking to one another, going, well, I'm. there's only one monkey alive. It's Mickey Dolan's. Maybe you can play, you know, <laughs> you can play the tambourine. I'll play the guitar and let Mickey sing. <laughs> FM, the Mark and Mac show. Yeah, you know, a little bit ago when we were talking about the monkeys, Mark. Yeah. yeah. Do you? I was not, um, I was too young when the monkeys television show was on primetime television. I became a fan of the monkeys on when it was on Saturday mornings or in the afternoons, you know, after school in the early and mid seventies. Yeah. It's so funny because, you know, I missed out on monkey mania, you know, (laughs) like, and by the time I got into it, they were already 10 years past their, you know, monkey mania time. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I remember actually the, um, I was in ocean city, Maryland. My grandfather had a gig up there and, uh, I spent the summer with him. It was like in 78, I think. Anyway, um, in, uh, while we were there in ocean city, there was, a uh, like a show place, right? It was a smaller theater with a big marquee out front, you know? Yeah. And it had, it said, uh, the monkey, let's see, it was something it had, uh, Davy Jones and Mickey Dolenz and Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart. Wow. And they build it as the guys who wrote them and the guys that sang them. The hits of the monkeys or something. (laughs) Wow. Because, you know, Mickey and Davy, Mickey and Davy sang lead on the hits and, you know, for the most part, Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart wrote the songs Mm -hmm. that were the hits, you know, like the monkeys theme that was written by Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart. But anyway, I remember and I wanted to go see it and it was like I was it was just I it was just me and two other people I think nobody else cared you know and yeah, I thought yeah. but they're so cool. Uh-huh. It's like wow, you know. Well, you, now these years later, you know. You started talking about this
1: like you're talking about the the theater and and such and I thought where, where the where was this? It wasn't Branson, right? So Branson. Uh, yeah, Ocean City, Maryland. It was Ocean City, 70s. Maryland. And it made me yeah. think about Ray Stevens and he's got his little theater oh. thing up in Tennessee. And of course that right. made me think of this. Oh no.
0: Hello, Mandy. It's me. I'm here at the Copa. You know, the Copa Cabana. I need your I help, I Barry Manilow. Make the whole world sing, but I do know Neither do Barry. Mandy. Yep. I can't smile without you. Forget wow. Lola. Remember that weekend Forget in New England? Lola. <laughs> I thought then, yeah. this could be the magic at last. And now here I am, trying to get the feeling again. I need your help.
1: Love it. Oh, the guy was so twisted, but he's so funny.
0: Let it keep going when he says yucky. I know, cracks me up. Ah, I love it. He's so talented. (laughs) (laughs)
1: comes, say yeah.
0: You remember, there's, basically even got we the have, big finish and everything. It's awesome. I love it. You and I, when we were doing a news talk show several years ago, and we got into a, a kick like that, and yes. we played a bunch of his stuff, and people started thinking he died, you know? I know. Like, we're like, no, we found out he had moved from Branson to a small theater in Nashville. Yeah. And that was the whole point. You know, we're trying to get tickets for it. it was like, what, $500 to sit up front or something uh, to was, see Ray? And It was a lot of money. Uh, but it would have been worth it, was, it because, I mean, yeah. like, hey. Is he still
1: doing it? He's he's still alive. I did I, look that up. I, yeah. I, I don't know if he's still doing that. I hope he is. I really do hope yeah. he is. because Wow. He's a he, talented guy. Yeah. Brought a
0: lot of people, a lot of laughs back in the day. Yeah, he did. I'm gonna have to do this. You know, I'm gonna oh, have no. to spend some race. No, I'm just it's like when you I think of Ahab the Arab, okay? Uh-huh, and I yeah, think, yeah. Can you imagine if somebody came out with that now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well that's sad. I mean
1: you know, the thing is that somewhere in my computer over here I have got that. I don't know where it is, but I've got Ahab the Arab somewhere.
0: Well, you know, um, in India right now, the biggest uh, thing going, Muslim hate songs. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Look it know. up. I'm not kidding. That is the biggest thing happening in India right now because they've had, uh, you know, how Islam comes in. They try to take over at first uh-huh. by lying and then by force. Yeah. And in India, because there's so many people that are just pushing back. And now that's like <laughs> India hate filled songs targeted at Muslims. Wow. That's Wow. Big, big thing right now. But I didn't anyway, know that. I'm not. Not about hate by any stretch of the imagination, but there is a time for truth and, you know. Right. Anyway, yeah, it's yeah. the Mark and Mac show. Well, Ray Stevens hey, is alive and so are we. And and before we go, you, you have to.
1: Oh, man. Wouldn't you know that would happen? Because the thing is, I had it queued up and I clicked a button and it just went away. Of course it did. <laughs> of course it did. Oh, here we go.
0: I have. Let me tell you about a happy rap. Sheikah
1: the Burning Sand. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll listen to that during the break.
0: Liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mag show. And, you know, Mark, a few minutes ago playing uh, some Ray Steven stuff. And yeah. Just kind of having fun. I remember when the, the song The Streak came out because you know streaking was a big deal oh yeah um people were just doing they were dropping trowel and running and it was just what are you doing you know and there were times when you'd see this stuff and they try to blur things out or whatever and i remember um a guy actually did it i cannot remember where we were but we were out in public and this guy you know goes streaking to my mom i'm not kidding my mom who is a saint my mom who just the purest of heart my mom who i know that I shaved years off her life. I know, you know that's why that poor woman died at fifty. But anyway, when uh, I remember my sweet mother, I was just a kid, and she goes, "He ought not be proud of that." <laughs> and I went, "You go, mom." You know, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs>
1: That's it's just gotten <laughs> It is.
0: It's gotten funnier over the years because yeah. you know my mom was just such a wonderful, sweet woman. Yeah. <laughs> and now yeah. I get mad now because now at the time it was just a streaker, and because back then it st- streak spotting a streaker was kind of yeah. like looking for Bigfoot because you heard about them, you would see video occasionally of somebody streaking, yeah. But if you saw video and they blurred everything out, so you're not sure they were really right. streaking, right, you know. Yeah. And anyway. It was to see one live that was a big deal, mm, wow. or a little deal, just depending on the dude, but thank you. you know, you wonder why weren't women doing it? It was mostly a male dominant really thing, was, wasn't yeah. it?
1: It was it was
0: wonder why I don't know, maybe because maybe because the ladies had a little more sense, yeah, you think <laughs> maybe so but I was that that song the streak um uh, again, now we go back to my household. We weren't allowed to have that song, okay. Yeah. Um, that one and Smoking in the Boys' Room by Brownsville Station. Oh, yeah. We weren't allowed to have those. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, but I know this, the song The Streak eventually was allowed in our home. Wow. But, uh, boy, it was begrudgingly. But the Brownsville Station Smoking in the Boys' Room was not. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? On the flip side of Smoking in the Boys' Room was uh, barefooting. Okay. And the reason I know that is because whenever they'd come check it, I hear, you know, they'd hear the song playing and, and Mike and I, we'd flip the song over. We're listening to this. I don't know what you're about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Life Radio. FM. It's the Mark and Mac show and boy, Mark. Yes. We have had a typical Friday for us. It's like shiny, object, rabbits, squirrel.
1: You know when somebody walks up to the pool table and breaks and the balls go everywhere?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what yeah. it's been like this morning.
0: Not kidding. <laughs> the best laid plans. But, you know, we've done this for a long time and it's just yeah. bound to happen every once in a while. So mm-hmm. why not do something that, to be honest with you, I don't think I could Ever do on oh, purpose. Now, I'm not that. saying it wouldn't happen on accident, but <laughs> on purpose, I don't think I could do this. No, I really, I I just don't see myself being able to bungee jump, Mark. Uh, I don't either. But, you know, if we're talking
1: about bungee jumping, it's got to be. What is that?
0: It's a major world. Shucks, I wouldn't have known, Dad. It looks like a lamb.
1: It's a Guinness World Record. A French man broke a Guinness World Record in Scotland by bungee jumping from a bridge. 6 or 765 times in a 24-hour period. (laughs) Good grief. Yeah. Francois-Marie Dubon, he's uh, 44, bungee jumped from a bridge over the River Gary um, 765 times between 10, 10 a.m. Tuesday and the same time Wednesday morning. The previous record of 430 jumps was set by New Zealand bungee jumper Mike Hurd back in 2017. Dubon Mm -hmm. equaled hurds total in his first 10 hours of jumping. His record attempt was overseen by personnel from Highland Fling Bungee of <laughs> Killy Killycranky uh, Pitlockery. Wow, man. A Guinness a Guinness World Records adjudicator was on hand to verify the record. So it's official. Wow, 765 just, bungee oh. jumps in a day.
0: Man, I Yeah, at some point your body's got to say stop, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, how high did it say? How um, high? It, no. it doesn't say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, <laughs> high enough to bungee jump, you right.
1: know? Yeah. I'm thinking oh, about, grief. you said uh, after a certain number of times, your body has to say stop. Yeah. It, it reminds me of the roller coaster uh, promotion Yo, that you did. Oh, buddy, stop. <laughs> stop. Oh, buddy. Yeah. You're supposed to That's ride it
0: for how many times? <laughs> 102 times. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because the station was 102 uh, on the dial. Yeah. Yes. And, and it was actually, um, because I had stayed on the air for 102 hours to right. raise money for this little boy with cancer. Right. And it was 102 hours for Andrew and I did it. And now granted, not 102 hours, uh, without sleep, we did take naps, but it was like, I'd get an hour here or an hour there. And so at it's the like, end of 102 hours, like the old Stephen Wright joke where he goes to the,
1: goes to the Seven Eleven in the middle of the night and the guy's locking up. He says, Hey buddy, it says
0: 24 hours. And the guy says, well, not in a row. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did a hundred during this 102 hours. It was just crazy. But, you know, one of the things that happened is my boss, um, because they getting the camera crews and everything in there. Yeah. Well, as part of this, I did bathe, you know, I did shave. <laughs> and the reason was because I wanted to feel, well, you want to feel crisp. You don't want to be right. like, you know, and it, it helped. It was like to. Maintain your focus and to do this, Mm -hmm. and he was like, "I really wanted you to look horrible for the camera." And I guess, like, you know, dude, you don't look like you've been riding for so long, right? That's his thing. And anyway, so that was the whole idea of the riding of the roller coaster Mm -hmm. was in honor. It was the anniversary of the 102 hours for Andrew. Well, ride this, you know, at Visionland at the time, the Mm -hmm. wooden roller coaster, the Rampage. Yeah, we'll ride it 102 times. And since I'd never had a problem with anything like that, I was like, sure, okay, I'll do it. And it was a big deal, and um, after about the, it was the fourth or fifth time around, okay, and I started I started sweating, you know, and not feeling great. I'm like, well, that's odd, because they gave me a bucket. Like, here's a bucket just in case. Like, I'm not going to need that. I've never thrown up on a roller coaster before. I'm not going to start today. That should have been your first clue. Yep. It should have been, Mark, but it wasn't, and... So we amended after after people
1: who run the roller coaster hand you a bucket. That
0: should have been an eye opener right there. (laughs) Oh, but it wasn't. Thing is, there was one point, Mark, I'm not kidding, where I had gone around. What we decided to do was I that people volunteered to ride in my place Mm -hmm. and I would sit off to the side to gather my thoughts and it was like, okay, because I rode the first 10 and I mean, it was tough Wow! and they said, okay, so Dave will ride the, you know, once it, but people volunteered to take my ride. And so I sat there, try to gather my thoughts. And then when I could stand up without falling over, I would go and ride it again. So I wrote it like once every eight to 10 times for yeah. the rest of the day until we got to 102. Wow. At one point, Mark, I'm not kidding. I got off the ride and I'm. I, oh, I feel this like yesterday, man. Oh, no. They, they, as they walked me down the stairs to get down to a flat area with grass so I could just sit. (laughs) I aimed for the grass as I sat down. (laughs) I missed it. I missed the grass. I missed the ground, man. (laughs) Oh, buddy. Oh, it was horrible. I just remember, you know what? At a certain point in time, when you throw up in public, you really kind of embarrassed, you know, and all (laughs) Uh, that. Oh, no. After a while, it was like, at first, you know, I'm like covering up, trying to get to the bathroom and all that. By the end, I just laid there. I'm like, I don't even care. You know, if you want to hose me, I'll fine. I can't move. Oh, it was bad. (laughs) LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. And, you know... Mark, you and I both uh, try to be positive and encouraging, oh, yeah. and, you know, many things like that in life in general. Um, there is a great story in Major League Baseball right now, and um, it's about a guy named Jose Quas. Jose Quas um, is a former infielder who's converted to being a relief pitcher. Not a very common thing to occur because, you know, you think about it. Your whole life, you, you, You play above and beyond everybody else, you know, in the infield. Mm. And then you get all the way to the major leagues. And at that point, they decide to convert you from an infielder to a relief pitcher. Mm. Holy cow, you know. Well, Jose Quas was released by the Brewers after struggling to convert to a pitcher. He ended up leaving baseball entirely, and he took a job working for FedEx in Brooklyn. Now, that's not something to be embarrassed about by any stretch. It happens. Millions of young people play baseball and fewer and fewer make it to each level. And, and, you know, after trying to make the convert, it just didn't happen. Right. So he ends up at FedEx in Brooklyn. Well, he has a younger brother um, and his younger brother just would not give up on him. He believed that his brother had this ability. And he played catch with him every night. You know, when you're playing catch at a certain level, it's not just warming up. It's actual practice. And anyway, um, Jose Quas made his major league debut as a relief pitcher for the Kansas City Royals this week. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a guy that just he can thank his brother, you know his brother just would not give up. And his yeah. brother kept pushing him and said, you are good enough. You can do this. And after walking away from the dream of major league baseball, he makes it all the way back. Wow. It's just one of those stories that I tell people this all the time, Mark, you know, most of the times we are our own worst enemy, you know, and we will allow somebody who failed at their dream to talk us out of ours. And I'll just never forget this time playing in an all-star league. And the assistant coach was a nice enough fella, but he was a young guy um, who was about five foot, 10 inches tall, kind of stocky. And he basically told all we were what 12, 13 years old, however old. And he said, look, unless you're six, two or over, you're not going to play major league baseball. They have a rule against it. Mm. So that was his excuse for not making it. Uh, And, You know, and it's like, you're looking around at kids going, well, I'm not going to be that big, you know? Yeah. And I'm not kidding. When you tell somebody that at a certain age, there are two things that happen. One, well, I'm going to be the exception to the rule or, well, I better focus on something else. I mean, it's like, don't say that junk to a kid. Right. Don't. Why would you do that? Anyway, that's when I learned. Don't let somebody who failed at their dream talk you out of yours. They might not have been good enough. Just. Frustration. So there you go. Here's your your happy story of the week. Jose Quas, last name is spelled C U A S. Look it up. Life Radio FM, the Mark and Mac Show, and Mark. Um, I don't know about you, but we've seen uh, stories this week. It seems to me that we've seen a lot of stories about wild animals doing wild things, which mm-hmm. I. Guess is kind of expected. Wild animal. Wild <laughs> you would things. think so, yes. But, but we have a story about a mountain lion wandering into a California high school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I just wonder what protesters are going to show up for this I, one. Oh, no. Not what you expect when you get up in the morning to go to school,
1: is it? No. Authorities no. in California said a mountain lion did wander into a high school Wednesday morning and was promptly locked inside of a classroom by a custodian. The San Mateo County Sheriff's Office said in a Facebook post that a mountain lion was spotted inside Pescadero High School early Wednesday morning and a custodian closed the animal into an unoccupied English classroom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just going to leave that. Uh, The Sheriff's Office said all the students and staff at the school were safe and no one was injured by the cougar. The California Department of Fish and Wildlife arrived on the scene about 9.30 a.m. and officials said they were working on a plan to safely return the feline to the wild. <laughs> we'll just take it to the okay. cafeteria. It'll run for the woods. I mean,
0: <laughs> life radio. Dot FM. The market Mac show. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, a couple of quick reminders. I uh, do have a daily podcast. Uh, we do the show in the morning and usually Mark has it up by 10 o'clock central time and less yeah. certain services. But, um, mm-hmm. We, uh, also have the daily Bible reading right there on the main website, LifeRadio.fm. We encourage you to join us for that. Mark, right now there are still some people that are wearing masks mm-hmm. when they go out in public. Yep. And I've noticed that when I like in the grocery store yesterday, briefly, and I thought, what do they know that I don't? So when I got out, I went ahead and I looked up, why would people do this? And I realized, okay, the only people wearing masks now are people who actually listen to liberal network television, Mm. radio news, right. And certain, you know, they, they are actually part of a, of a subculture of Americans that are not seeking truth. They're seeking validation for what they already believe to be true or excuses for their failures in life. Something like that. Yeah. And then of course you have the very old people who, to be honest with you, they've been wearing masks for a long time. Anyway, a lot Mm. of older people have done that. Yeah. Um, Anyway, it's just kind of, I remember when Michael Jackson was out running around wearing a mask all the time and I would, there there were people who make fun of that, you know, that he was doing it because his nose was falling off and stuff mm-hmm. like that from plastic yeah. surgery. And oftentimes <clears> there would be pictures of, uh, subways or buses in Japan where everybody was masked up and things like that. Right. You know, Yeah. it's like, well, when's it going to come here? Yeah, it did, yeah. but it didn't last. Yeah. It, it, At least not for all of us. But, but you actually at the height of this had to take Kimber to the vet. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, okay. You've got an anxious dog
1: to begin with, right? They're at the vet. The dog is not happy. And so I've got, I've got this dog corralled. I've got her in my arms. I carry her in the front door and the, I haven't been in there in a while. And the reception area looks like the bank you know they've got got (laughs) plexiglass shields up everywhere and everybody behind the plexiglass is wearing masks and uh and the girl the girl that's right behind where i walk up at you know looks up and says how are you why you know how can we help you and the girl on the other side (laughs) Mm -hmm. on the far side of the place at the other side looks over at me and says sir do you have a mask and i reached in my pocket and pulled it out and said yeah and put it back in my pocket i mean it's like like, did she make a big deal out of it no no she just kind of like okay well he got me you know (laughs) so if she had if she had said would you mind putting it on i probably would have had something to say at that point like, would right. you mind coming out wow. here and holding? Would you mind getting up from your play, yeah. from your desk Ooh. and waddling over here and holding my dog? Would you? Because,
0: put, <laughs> put your fork down. Wipe your face. All right. Then waddle on over here. <laughs> oh my and by the way, Craig. you're the one parked in the handicap spot. I know it's you because you ain't handicapped. Yeah. Yep. How true.
1: And I, I read something this morning. Uh, where is it? uh peer-reviewed studies confirmed the vaccine and mask mandates mandates did not stop covid spread in schools and uh of course not. and uh, let's see uh anyway, okay it's a it's a long involved article and it but it's got yeah. graphs and charts and all this stuff and, and it, bottom line it didn't work because it was and, stupid in fact if you'll recall we were told at the very beginning when people yep. said oh, should we wear masks even dr fauci said yep. "Nah, there's no reason to wear masks those aren't going to help yep. you. those don't work for this <laughs> yeah but suddenly but of course he changed his tune yeah, you sure yeah. did they had a little meeting and said listen yeah. we're all getting on the same page you you know yeah. we're we're gonna make people people remain. are not scared enough doc come uh, on that's what it amounted to
0: liferadio.fm the mark and Mac show and you know mark as we wind up our week, this is the last break of the day. Feeling pretty good about that. Woohoo! Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired. I'm like, can we just phone the. No. <laughs> you know. But. You know, I feel bad anytime we talk about this and I say, oh, I'm tired or whatever. I'm like, we have the easiest job of everybody listening right now. Uh We, and I, and we know that. Okay. So when we're complaining, it's kind of a wink and a nod. Like we're trying to be a part of the crowd, but we know that from, there are lazy people that look at us and go, man, those guys, (laughs) you know,
1: what I a wish dive. I could work 4 hours a day and complain yeah. the whole
0: time? That's it. And sit down and talk yes. and listen to great music. You know. You know what would make it really bad? Make him read the Bible and pray, you know? There you go. <laughs> So that's our day. Bless our hearts. Yeah. So just please know that it is a joke when we say that. We recognize that you guys are the ones working hard. Bless mm -hmm. your heart for that. So Texas deputies actually doing their job, Mark. Yeah.
1: Authorities in West Texas said a rare desert visitor was likely an escaped The Midland County Sheriff's Office said in a Facebook post, the deputies responded to the airline mobile home and RV park when a resident called to report (laughs) there was an alligator under his car. The alligator was captured safely and and turned over to Dr. Tommy Wilson of A to Z Veterinary there. The post says, uh, we're hoping a possible owner calls to claim our friend that's
0: obviously lost in the desert. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) I was just thinking airline, lost luggage, there you go.
1: (laughs) Begin your day with a smile.
0: The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm.